Hey, welcome back. It's Breakdown, SEC versus the Big Ten. It's Sunday, March 7th. Uh, I'm Joe McClure with me is my son, JJ. We're going to be breaking down the men's uh, conference tournament. We're going to start with the SEC. And as we get started, I want to uh, say to you, JJ, uh, an end is coming. It didn't happen this year, and it's not because of COVID. The Kentucky invitation will not be played this year. In mm -hmm. its place, we have the SEC men's tournament. Uh, the number one seed, the seedings is all set. Number one seed is Alabama. I'm going to go to the first four. Alabama, one. Arkansas, two. LSU, three. And Tennessee is the fourth seed. First game is Wednesday, uh, 7 o'clock, Texas A&M versus Vandy. All of the games are going to be played in Nashville. Uh, what's your take on the SEC tournament? Well, I would say the SEC tournament is as wide open as it's ever been, it feels like to me. Um, I feel like there is four or five teams that could win it. Um, potentially six, and I would actually not say that uh, it's necessarily the the end of Kentucky's reign. I could feasibly see them making a run in the tournament. Based, just based on how wide open it is this year. Okay. Well, let's let's get into the into the uh, into the SEC. We have their their brackets has become final, so we know all of their match matchup initially. Uh, First one, Texas A and M and Vandy. Uh, who you got in that one? That is the bottom of the bell right there. Um, I it's hard to pick either of these teams. One team has two wins on this season, and the other team has three wins. Um, three conference wins and two conference wins. Yeah. What what what's your take on uh, Scotty Pippen? Well, he can score in bunches in all three phases. He can get to the line. He can, um, you know, score at the rim. He can shoot the three. He's he's the dynamic player that that uh, must be coming for for Vandy. Well, uh, additionally, Vandy doesn't have to get on the road. They wake up, walk uh, to the. Uh, it's not their home gym, but it's in the same city. So, everything being equal. I'm I'm gonna say Vandy. I know Texas A&M played a heck of a game yesterday against the Razorbacks in Arkansas. We'll see if they still have any gas. They missed a lot of games during the season, so I I, I think that will catch up with them. Uh, the other game uh, we'll go to Thursday's game. The first game Thursday. Is going to be Kentucky at Mississippi State. Kentucky is the eighth seed. Mississippi State, ninth seed. Uh, anything there at all to talk about? Um, well, I think Kentucky is playing their best basketball as they've moved uh, Davion Mintz to the point. Um, I think that's been beneficial for them, and I think that that uh, that that puts all of their best players on the court at one time and. and fill in the roles that they can, they want to. For the record, going back to the uh, Texas A&M Vandy game, I too will uh, second that and say Vandy, uh, Vandy advancing. Okay, okay. Uh, and you had said earlier that uh, the Kentucky invitation might not be over yet. So I'm guessing you got Kentucky beating Mississippi State. 
Yeah, I do. I think um, Devin Askew has been a huge weakness for Kentucky all season. And I think that, um, you know, Coach Calipari for the Kentucky Wildcats keeps eating humble pie after humble pie. And I think he's uh, finally relegated him to a supporting role instead of a starting role. And I think that's been in the benefit for Kentucky. They still still don't have an inside presence that they're used to having. They still have um, many, many flaws. But I think that makes them a, a much better team. And I don't want to put it all on one kid, especially a freshman, but he's just had a, a you know, a learning season, a developing, you know, growing season for him. So. Yeah, Kentucky's shooting percentage has been uh, a weakness that if they're going to win it all, they're going to have to shoot better in this tournament. Yeah. That's what I say. I would agree. The, uh, the next game on Thursday is going to be Florida against the winner of Texas A&M Vandy. Uh, that's a 2-30 game. Florida is, is the fifth seed. Uh, Florida is a team that's, to me, their stats look good, but they don't translate those stats to me into wins the way I would think, just looking strictly at their stats. I know they're without their preseason uh, SEC player of the year. All that, all that given, how do you take, how, what's your take on this game? My take is that Florida has been a disappointment uh, for me as well. I think that um, you know they they they've they've shown some uh, I can't think of the word, but they've shown some resiliency. I I guess um, in light of losing Keontae Johnson in in the middle of the SEC season, but then they went on a run of a couple of really bad losses, and they don't they don't seem to have any consistency. So they're a team that I also wouldn't pick to go far, but I would pick them over either Texas A&M or Vandy, who we both have advancing Vandy over Texas A&M. Well, just just move Florida to the to the Friday game. If they win Thursday, Friday they would play Tennessee. Uh, what's your take on that matchup? We've seen that uh, this weekend. Yeah, and it did not look pretty look good uh, for for Florida. I think um, Tennessee matches up well with Florida. Florida doesn't have um, a lot of dynamic playmakers. Um, Trey Mann, their guard, leads them in scoring since Kante Johnson went down. And um, they have some other good scoring from the forward position and some other wing scoring. But I think Tennessee, I'd, I'd pick Tennessee to advance from, from, from okay. there. Tennessee won by 11 today, 65 to 54 against Florida. Uh, moving back to the... Uh, Thursday's game. There's two. There's South Carolina and Ole Miss uh, at 9.30. And then at 7 o'clock, there's Georgia and Missouri. Anything between these two games? Well, Ole Miss is playing pretty well. I like to see them advance. Um, that's who I would pick. Uh, well, obviously, South. even, even if they weren't playing in South Carolina, I'd, I'd, I'd pick them against a lot of matchups. They've been Playing really well late, as of late. Um, and what was the other matchup you said? Missouri. Oh, Missouri and Georgia. Missouri has been slumping, and Georgia. I don't. Georgia has uh, some, you know, sleepwalking potential. Like not sleepwalking potential. They have some uh, uh, trap game potential. I could see that, but this is being an SEC tournament. I would imagine Missouri would uh, pull that one out. Okay. I I Missouri 
as the when the year began, I was a fan of Missouri. I thought they were going to have a really good team. I think they got. I think their team is better than their record, and I'm not giving up on them right now. I still think that uh, they can do some damage, uh, but I don't know. They they gonna they got to struggle to make it into the dance period. Uh, if if they win one game in in the uh, in the SEC tournament, what's your take on the, their chances of getting into the dance? Oh, Missouri. Yes, I think they'll get into the dance. Um, if by no other ver- nothing else, just by virtue of a, a lot of the bubble teams today losing, Memphis lost to Houston, and uh, Drake lost in the championship game to. Loyola Chicago. So I think um I think they're pretty securely on the right side of the okay. bubble. Their all their overall record is fifteen and eight. <clears throat> their it's, S- their SEC record is eight and eight. Uh, it's the, it's the type of it's that type of year though. How many teams will the SEC get in the tournament? Because they're number seven in the SEC, Missouri. They're number seven in the SEC, but I think they have a better um, chance of making the tournament than Mississippi. Okay, so Mississippi is number seven. So six. You, I'm sorry, six. So how many teams will get in the dance from the SEC? I could say five or six. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, if, if Missouri get in the dance, if they get a favorable matchup, I, I think they have potential. I really do. Yeah, they, they, I, I do too. They, they were a disappointment, but the committee will acknowledge the fact that they were out without their best player, Jeremiah Tillman, for... A few games, a few pivotal games. That's a good point. And they have good wins, and they don't have a lot of bad losses. I mean, they have to say a lot of losses, but you know they have a loss to Illinois, who is a one seed, and that was a game that they let slip away at home. Um, another, that's a Big Ten SEC crossover right there. But Missouri had that game. Um, it was some type of border rivalry war that they play. Well, actually, Missouri won that game. Oh, they beat Illinois. Ooh, so that's yeah. I think that. I forgot about that. I, I um eighty eighty one to uh I misremembered, yeah. I was thinking about the Ohio game for Illinois. So yeah, that that, that went alone it pretty much secured Missouri's uh tourney. Okay. okay. Uh, tourney bid. I mean well, Illinois is a number one seed and they solidified that, but we'll get in that to when we talk to the Big Ten. But Missouri will be happy to hear you. all the Missouri fans will be happy to hear you say that. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna get down into the meetup at the top four teams in the SEC. Uh playing on Friday. Uh, the first game on Friday is going to be Alabama against the winner of the Kentucky Mississippi. But just just talk about Alabama in general. Tell me uh, how you see things playing out for them in this tournament. Alabama has returned to form. Um, they have won six of their last seven games. Their only loss being to a red hot Arkansas team by fifteen in Butt Walden Arena, where we all know it's so hard to opposing teams to secure wins from. So I like Alabama um, to advance. They are the best team in the SEC for a reason. They are a projected number two seed. Um, they, they've had the best resume over the course of the season. They, um, you know, they're top 10 offense, top 10 defense. They, uh, they're, they're the class of the, of the conference um, from a, a conference record standpoint. Well, J.J., let me beg to differ with you on there. There is a team in the SEC that has won 11 straight SEC games, 
11 straight. They've not lost since January the 16th. This is the last time they lost a conference game. Uh, and that team happens to be the Arkansas Razorbacks that you mentioned earlier. I'm not sure that I would say that Alabama is the class of the SEC. Over the season, they may be, but if you forget about the entire season and just look at what's going on right now, I cannot put Alabama ahead of my Razorbacks. Even though they played, they, they lost big at Alabama. The Razorbacks lost big at Alabama. They won big at Bud Walton. If, if they both get to Sunday, they will be on a neutral court. Uh, I'd love to see that game. I'd love to see that game. You, you, you still saying that uh, Alabama would, would take that game? Um, I don't discount that Arkansas is the highest team in the conference right now, but I also don't discount that what happens at the beginning of the season mattered just as much as what's going on right now. I agree. As it pertains to an entire season resume. Arkansas did beat Alabama by 15 in uh, Arkansas, but they lost by 31 in Alabama. True. And I think that Alabama is a volatile team. A volatile team. They're very much dependent on the three ball on offense. What's different this year is their defense has been exceptional. But I think it's a. I think Arkansas is playing really well right now, and I could easily see them winning the entire SEC conference tournament. Spoiler alert on that. But okay, hypothetically, how does Alabama? Assuming just assuming that Kentucky beat Mississippi State, and, we, and that's that's just we don't know that's going to happen. But if Kentucky wins. How does Kentucky match up with Alabama? Kentucky Kentucky matches up pretty well with Alabama. I think Kentucky matches up well with a lot of teams that don't have a physical inside presence. Um, they have a exceptional defender in Isaiah Jackson. He's an exceptional post defender. That's what's going to get him drafted is his defense. It's definitely not his offense. He's not um anything more than a liability on on the offense of to be honest but they have an exceptional um you know shot blocker and athletic big man but he's a string bean so if you put a physical you know grown man on on there on the inside i think kentucky is more likely to will and i don't think alabama necessarily has has that presence um so i i, I do think that i really just i don't want to put everything on <laughs> One guy, but I really do like how Kentucky's playing now that Davion mentions the point guard. I think that they match up better against Alabama. I think they have more of a puncher's chance. They played Alabama close in the year earlier this year. I'm almost beating them, but okay, okay. Once it go beyond that, Alabama just assume they match up with Tennessee, and they could be matching up with Florida or with Vandy or Texas A and M. But let's assume that. Alabama and Tennessee play on Saturday at one o'clock. Uh, how do you see that game? I see that game looking pretty good for Alabama. At the same time, I, I, I imagine the same result would occur the only previous time that they matched up the season, where it was much earlier in the season, but Alabama won by double digits over Tennessee. Or nearly double digits. I think it was an eight-point win. But I, I think uh, Alabama has what Tennessee doesn't in their ability to score. Tennessee doesn't consistently score the ball the way that Alabama does. Alabama takes great shots. I'm, I'm sure – I'm not sure if you've, you've seen, like, the 
the um the coverage of Alabama and how their practice is set up and how they they have their court set up differently than any other court I've not in seen America. It. Yeah. They 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 reward good shots and and Nate Oates, um only if in practice if you make a shot from a mid-range along two, you only get one point. If you make them, if you make it at the basket, you get two points. If you make it from three, you get three. And then there's a uh, the Steph Curry range, Damian Lillard range. If you make it from there, does Alabama you have get any four. players that has Steph Curry range? Well, that's the entire purpose of that. They want to develop one, maybe two, okay. just just because if one or two of those guys can consistently hit that shot, that's an entire level of gravity that opens up spacing. For Alabama in a completely different way, you, I mean, that's a completely different dimension that you'd have to guard um, from there. And the, the spacing is, I mean, that just would unlock things. They don't have a. I think Shackle Ford and Petty are some are some good shooters, but I don't think that they're necessarily any of them are going to be winning any three point contests against uh, Dame or, or Steph anytime soon. But it's a unique approach to the game, and it's a and it's it. The purpose is to incentivize the taking of good shots. Okay. On, on the the part of the bracket, the upper part of the bracket, where Alabama and Kentucky, uh, if they meet up on Friday, me, I'm gonna say whoever win that game will play on Sunday for the champ, the tournament championship. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, don't mean to dish the Tennessee uh, players team, North Florida, but North Mississippi State. But I just do see that Alabama or Kentucky. Will play on Sunday. Yeah. Now the other half. This is to me a more intriguing uh, half. The bracket where Arkansas number two, LSU is number three. Arkansas will have to play if uh, they have to play Missouri or Georgia, depending on who won. Assuming they play Missouri, Ar- the last time Arkansas played Missouri, they barely won, and Missouri did not have. Uh, their best player on the floor that day. I'm trying to think of his name. It escapes me. Jeremiah Tillman. Jeremiah Tillman, yes. He did not play in that game, and Arkansas barely won. It scares me for Arkansas, uh, the Missouri game. And even beyond that, LSU, I know Arkansas recently beat LSU pretty handily in Fayetteville, but they lost to LSU in LSU. And I think LSU matches up really well. I from my perspective, Arkansas, when they start, their first game is going to be tough. They win it. Their second game will be tough. Uh, tell me what you think about this half the bracket with Arkansas, LSU, and Missouri, and, and Mississippi, and South Carolina, and Georgia. Yeah, I think Arkansas is a slightly different team um, than that than they were that night. Uh in in Columbia against okay. Missouri, um, that was the middle of February, and uh, they were in the middle of their win streak, but mm-hmm. or just in the genesis of that. But the game before they beat Kentucky by one point, and now nowadays the past few games they've just been killing teams. They've been winning every team every game by double digits, with one notable exception, yesterday. and that is yesterday's game against Texas A&M, which was a struggle the entire time. Um, I, I don't think that's an omen of bad things to come for Arkansas, though. I think that it was just uh, aberration. Um, Texas A&M, there's not a lot of film on Texas A&M. They don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of games under their belt. So, 
And, and Arkansas was without, honestly, their best uh, post presence in Jalen Williams. That's true. That's true. And I think his, I think he's an, an an incredibly impactful player, just in his ability to run the floor from that from that center position. I mean, he's actually he's shown uh, to be a, a prodigious passer. Like he's a much better passer than I think people notice. And I think he's been given credit for. Um, he he still makes a lot of freshman mistakes, but I think. He runs the floor hard and he runs the floor often and he's accountable. He uh, and he's someone that you have to account for. So, so I'm gonna ask you on that half the bracket. You say was Arkansas is a different team than the one that that barely beat Missouri, and they recently just beat LSU at home pretty handily. But if they get LSU on Saturday, if they get LSU on Saturday, how do you see that game? Um, that's a game. That LSU could win, as you know, I'm very much a proponent of uh, I'm very much a proponent of uh, guard play, and LSU has some of the best guard play in the conference. Javante Smart is one of the best point guards in the conference. Cam Thomas is leading scorer. Um, he can, you know, he can fill it up for anywhere. Okay, before we close out the SEC, give me your uh, pick for who's playing on Sunday. I have Arkansas beating Alabama in the championship game in a tightly contested game maybe it goes into overtime maybe it's only uh you know a one possession game at the end of it at regulation but i have a closely contested arkansas win and they're winning their first sec championship since the 90s so that means they will have won 14 straight sec games wps we'll pick suey no reason not to all right okay there's another conference to play in basketball I don't know how far Nashville is from Indianapolis, but there's going to be a conference tournament at Lucas Stadium in in Indianapolis starting this Wednesday. Uh, Before we get into the individual teams, matchups, and things like that, anything you want to say about the uh, Big Ten conference tournament in general? Uh, I just want to say that's that's showtime. That's what we all came for. That's the conference that has all of these ranked teams, that has all of these advanced statistics darlings, statistics darlings, the the teams that um Ken Palm has in the top fifteen and these this is this is showtime. This has this is the conference that has the national player of the year in Luca Garza, who it was just announced after their most recent uh, game, that his jersey will be retired at the end of the season, which seems a little quick. <laughs> I agree. But, uh, I mean, he's he's very deserving of it. But uh, this is this is it. This is the... So it sounds to me like you're guaranteeing me that the Big Ten is going to win the uh, NCAA tournament this year. No, but that's the way a lot of people are looking at it, I think. I think so, there's a lot of pressure for them this year to win it, to win so it all. It's, it's the Big Ten against Gonzaga. Well, that is the other thing. There's a lot, while there is a lot of pressure, the favorite is still Gonzaga. I mean, the Wooden Award, the Watchlist was announced, and the Big Ten was the conference that had the most players uh, in, in on the top 15 list. They had five players on the list. However, Gonzaga is a team that had three players on the list just by itself. So that is the, the, the Goliath that everyone is, is uh, trying to overcome. What Big Ten team matches up best? With Gonzaga, what Big Ten team matches up best with Gonzaga? Well, we know it's not Iowa, uh, as evidenced by their uh, game against Gonzaga earlier in the year. Um, I would have to say Michigan or Illinois. I think Illinois 
they just have the firepower with uh, Kofi Coburn and Ayu Sumo and I, I really do like Illinois. I really like the way they play defense. I like the talent that they have. Um, so it would be Michigan or Illinois for me. Okay. Well, as, we, as we're sitting here discussing the Big Ten tournament coming up on Wednesday, all the, the seedings are not final. Uh, there's still uh, a game to be played tonight. Uh, Maryland is playing Penn State. That would have some impact on the seeding. One through six is a done deal. I'm sorry, one through seven is a done deal. And so is uh, 11 through 14. It's just eight, nine, 10, and 11 is not completely decided right now. So we're going to focus on what we do know. Let's take the Wednesday's game, JJ. Uh, the first game Wednesday is 6.30, Northwestern and Minnesota. Does, any, does Minnesota still have a shot in, of getting into the tournament? Oh, no. They, they've lost seven consecutive games. Um, Minnesota's they – don't, they don't have an opportunity to make it to the NIT, I don't believe. They're, they're fading and uh, fading fast. Okay. Uh, so Northwestern, Minnesota. Northwestern is 12th seed. Minnesota's 13th seed. Uh, who you got? Uh, I mean, I got Minnesota. I mean, I, I, they have lost seven consecutive games, but this is the rough and tumble Big Ten. Um, that could happen. I, I still think that they have more talent than Northwestern. I think I'll, I'll take them. Okay. And then Nebraska. We don't know who Nebraska is going to be playing uh, Wednesday in that 11 seed. Uh, Rutgers, Indiana. My guess is Indiana, but I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I'm thinking whoever plays Nebraska will come out on top. Do you disagree? Agree? <laughs> no, Nebraska is the worst team in the conference, and they're gonna lose by. Okay. Yeah. Although, although, just recently, uh, a couple of games ago, two or three games ago, they they beat Rutgers. They did beat Rutgers, and I think if nothing else, if Rutgers is in that position, they would want their revenge okay. because they are not a team that should have beaten Rutgers. Okay. They're a team that has three wins on the season, which is in, in conference, which is half as many as the, the next uh, closest competitor. So they are the worst team in the conference for a reason. Okay. Uh, since we don't have all the matchups, we, we will get to the top four teams in a minute. But I want to get to the Thursday's team that we do know that are playing. Uh, Ohio State is a fifth seed, and they're playing on Thursday against the winner of Minnesota uh, Northwestern. What's your take on Ohio State? Ohio State is a team that I feel like you should have a little bit of concern for. They have lost four of their the four straight games, um, and before that, they won their previous seven games. But uh, every every loss has been to a top. Uh, Top ten AP poll team that they've so in their four game losing streak, every single team they've lost to has been a top ten team, and uh, they've been competitive in each contest except for the, the Iowa game where they just couldn't match up with uh, Luca Garza, and you know that'll happen every now and then. I wouldn't be I'd I'd have a modicum of concern, but I wouldn't be alarmed at this point in time. I think uh, everything will be fine once they once they get out of the Big Ten and into the NCAA tournament. Tell me about Maryland. Maryland is is the sixth seed. Uh, they've been hot recently. Uh, give me your take on Maryland and their chances in this tournament. Uh, Maryland 
it depends on who they match up with. I think uh, I could see Indiana beating Maryland. I think Indiana... I mean, they've beaten Iowa twice. Indiana has shown ability, and uh, they do have tra- Trace uh, Jackson Davis, uh, one of the finalists for one award watch list, one of, the, one of the five from the Big Ten. I really like Indiana's talent. I don't really like their coach that much, but I, I don't I don't think Maryland has an opportunity. Whatever happened, if, if Maryland gets past Indiana uh, or Nebraska— yeah, they they would play Iowa, and then that's where they will be going home. So I don't I don't really, I don't really foresee them being able to match up with uh, Joe Wieskamp and Jordan Bohannon and and uh, Luca Garza and, and that crew. Uh, another team that will be playing on Thursday, Michigan State Spartans. They are ten and eleven, sixteen and eleven overall. Um, I don't know who they're going to be playing right now. But what's your take on the Spartan team? We know today they beat uh, the number, well, Michigan. They beat Michigan today, number three team in the country. Yeah. Um, I, hmm, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know who the, who they would match up with, and that that kind of confuses things. But I I do know that they stamped their ticket into the NCAA tournament with that win over Michigan. Um, well, hypothetically, the first four teams, uh, Michigan is a one seed, Illinois is a two seed, I was a three seed, and Purdue is a four seed. Could Michigan State potentially beat those four teams? Which, which team would they prefer? Which of those four teams would Michigan State prefer to play if they were to get by the game on Thursday, if they were to win on Thursday? Um, uh, I think... I think Ohio State is a game that. Well, there wouldn't be Ohio State. Who who are the who are, what are the matchups? They could only play Purdue. I mean, if 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 they get by, I'm sorry, it could be Ohio State. Okay. No, no, it couldn't be Ohio State because Ohio State is going to play the winner of the Northwestern Minnesota game. Okay. So it can't be Ohio State. So they could play. What, what I, I. But this is my question, though, JJ. Assuming that Michigan won on Thursday, okay, and they got to Friday, okay, and they would play one of these teams on Friday. Okay, so Michigan, Iowa, or Illinois. Yeah, who would who would Michigan State rather play? Well, I know they would not want to play Illinois. Um, I think, I think you'd want to play Iowa or Michigan. I think you match up better against Iowa or Michigan. Illinois has some athletes. They have the length and and the dynamic playmaking ability of Ayudasumu. I would want to avoid Illinois if I was any team in the, the entire Big Ten. Okay. Speaking of the Big Ten in general, you had said earlier regarding the SEC that you think there would be five or six teams to make it. Uh, how many teams from the Big Ten do you think could make it to the Big Dance? Well, after Michigan State... Um, to stamp their ticket in with that win, I think there will be exactly nine. Okay. And those nine would be Michigan, Illinois. The, the, the top nine seeds will Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland, and Michigan. You're telling me that Indiana, Penn State, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Nebraska will not be there. They will not be there. I mean, Indiana has a seven and twelve record, and that's the best of all of those teams that you just listed. 
I think the the demarcation line is uh, is Maryland and Michigan State and uh, Wisconsin. Okay, I I tend to agree with you. There was talk for the longest that the Big Ten was going to get ten teams in the tournament. So, and they 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 were admirable and they were close and they could have, but Indiana didn't live up to their end of the bargain and. Indiana's loss is Michigan State's gain uh, because Michigan State beat Indiana twice in in the last couple in of the weeks. past couple of weeks. And yeah. I tend to agree with you there. So nine for the Big Ten. Uh, another team that's playing on Thursday, Rutgers. Uh, tell me about Rutgers. Rutgers is a very volatile team. Um, they started off hot. Uh, they dipped a little bit. They had a, a five-game losing streak in the middle of January and. Um, then they followed that up with a four-game wing streak, and ever since then they've been off and on uh, with losses and wins. So they've lost to Nebraska, and they lost to Nebraska badly. They lost to Nebraska by 21 points. Um, so they are an incredibly volatile team. They they were very competitive with Michigan, only losing by seven when Michigan was on fire and you know looking unstoppable at that moment in time. But they they also have the capacity to lose to a terrible Nebraska team by 21 points. I mean, in Pinnacle Bank Arenas, but still, like, you shouldn't you shouldn't lose to that team. But they've also beaten Michigan State um, by 30. Uh, they didn't even allow Michigan State to score 40, so in that game. They have a they have a good defense, but their offense doesn't always travel with, with them. And, you know, they have some great wins. They've beaten Purdue. You know, they've beaten Illinois. They've beaten Maryland. They've beaten Michigan State. They have these good wins, but they've lost to Nebraska. <laughs> so. Those are some good wins. I watched, I watched uh, Rutgers play Saturday against Minnesota. An amazing game. Uh, went into overtime. Uh, Rutgers, they had the game won, and they almost lost, and then they, they pulled away in overtime. But it, it, as you said, they are, I don't know, a helter skelter or – I don't know. They're a team that I can't put my fingers on, but I like I like some of their players. I really do like some of their players. Yeah, I mean Ron Harper Jr. obviously leads them with 15 points a game, but uh, their backcourt is also um, led with Jacob Young, following in second, with almost with nearly 15 points a game. And they 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 I do like guard play, and I think that they have talent in that respect. So I I think that they they are capable of doing a lot, but I mean they're also capable of losing to an atrocious team. So I wouldn't bet I wouldn't put money on them, but I wouldn't necessarily bet against them either. Okay, before we get to the Friday game, the the, the top four, we're gonna do one more one more team on Thursday. That's Wisconsin. Uh, I will say this. Wisconsin for me, earlier in the year, I thought they were gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but I am not as sold on Wisconsin as I was earlier in the year. What's your take on Wisconsin? Oh, they're spiraling. They're spiraling badly. I mean, it, they've lost seven. Oh, before the Iowa game, they had lost seven consecutive games to ranked opponents. So now it's eight after that. Uh, very. Comp- I mean, look, they look pretty resilient in that. They look competitive. I mean, it was a tie game. They were leading with a, under two minutes ago, but. They they sustained another loss. They're third in a row. They're fifth in their last six games. The Big Ten is, I mean, the Big Ten is, it's a death match. But it's but Wisconsin isn't winning it lately. They've lost 
to every contender, every so that they played. So, okay. Well, let's get to the Big Four and the Big Ten. Okay. Those Big Four: Michigan number one, Illinois number two, Iowa number three, and Purdue number four. And Purdue is a team that does not get the notoriety, notoriety. I can't even pronounce the word that all these other Big Ten teams have been getting, including, for instance, Maryland, Ohio State, or Wisconsin, which Purdue has a better record, better conference record than those teams. Uh, why is it Purdue is the Rodney Dangerfield of the Big Ten basketball world right now? Uh, I don't know. That's one of the things that that no, that doesn't change in Purdue. The the faces change, but one face doesn't. Matt Painter and the results pretty much are consistent with Matt Painter. They're usually a top four team. They've won their last five games, and in and in that five game win streak, some of their wins you could be considered soft because the only team that they've beaten that's projected to make the tournament is Michigan State. But they did beat Indiana in their most recent game by double digits, and their seventh game in a row over their arch nemesis from Bloomington. So. Uh, they're doing pretty pretty well. Trayvon Williams and the crew are doing pretty well in, in West Lafayette. What is Purdue's chances of playing uh, Sunday for the championship? They got to get by Michigan in order to do that. Yeah, I I don't think that they match up great against Michigan, um, or even necessarily Michigan State or or whoever whoever that might be, whoever that might be on Saturday. Correct, and I assume... Or Friday. I mean, it's really hard to project with... I mean, they'd have to play Ohio State. I don't think they match up well against Ohio State. I, I think uh, they're not going to have a deep run, but it's hard to project when you don't know who is going to be in what seeds. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, just an analysis of the team. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois. Either one you want to go with. One of those teams. Tell me how you how you picked that team for this tournament. Oh, I have Illinois coming out of the the tournament, winning the winning the tournament. Uh, I think they're the highest team in the conference. They've won four four games in a row, um, three of which without their best player in Ayo Desumu. One of which they just absolutely demolished the Michigan team. It just embarrassed one of the best teams in the country and, and made it look like not even close. Um, I mean, Michigan took a 15-point loss to to Minnesota earlier in the year, and they just sustained a five-point loss against Michigan State without without Eli Brooks um, when he, he got hurt in the first half with his ankle injury. But but their loss at Illinois was a different plane of existence loss. That was just a different situation. They, they looked outclassed completely, and Illinois didn't even have their best player at that moment in time. So Illinois, I think, is... Um, was very very hot. They have uh, two Wooden Award player watch list guys, and Kofi Coburn and Ayu Desumo. And Kofi Coburn's a throwback. He's not one of the these uh, uh, three point shooting uh, centers. He's a he's a back to the basket, right through the middle of your chest type of guy that you have to account for and that you have to you have to somehow stop. And a lot of teams don't have the ability to do so. Okay. Uh, you said you picked Illinois to uh, win the tournament? I Yeah. They're the team I wouldn't not want to play against out of the Big Ten. I would have thought you would have picked the Wolverines. I No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Tell me why you why you are not picking the Wolverines to win it all. Because of the Illinois fighting Illini and what they did to the Wolverines okay. for the most part. Okay. That, um, I, I, I can accept that. I'm, I'm going to say this about Illinois. I, I, too, pick Illinois to win this tournament. And I want to ask you, pick me a sleeper, someone that's not in the top four to, uh, to win this tournament. Ohio State. Ohio State. Do the same with the uh, with the SEC. I know you had picked Arkansas to win it against Alabama. Give me a team that's not in the top four. Kentucky. You and I are thinking very much alike today. Mm. Okay. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap things up, JJ. We, we've gone over the uh, upcoming tournament. Uh, next week, we hope to go over the, uh, the big dance, the teams that are in the big dance. And hopefully there will be some SEC Big Ten matchup, and we can see uh, just how good these teams match up against each other. I'm not going to count out the SEC. I'm a big fan of Arkansas right now because they are rolling like they haven't done since the 90s, as you said earlier. The Big Ten, though, I will say, oh, man, the, the SEC... I can see Arkansas and Alabama being able to beat uh, all of all the Big Ten teams except for Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois. Uh, if 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 JJ, your take on SEC versus the Big Ten, and I know we're not going to see that right now, but hopefully we will see it in the tournament. Your take on 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 how the the conference will match up. Potentially, uh, I think that 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 matchup favors the Big Ten, but I do think there are two notable outliers within the SEC that could match up and go toe to toe with almost any team in the Big Ten, if not any team in the Big Ten, and those are Arkansas and Alabama. And you know, I'm gonna say this: for some reason, I think Illinois will make some noise in the tournament. Uh, and unlike you, I would not be totally shocked if Kentucky got to Sunday's game. Kentucky is playing right now. They are, they are, they got their backs against the wall. It's them against the world right now. You know they're going to give it their all. And as you said, they've changed their point guard. They do have some 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 players on that team. Um, I'm not a a believer that that. The entire season doesn't matter, but Kentucky is playing decent. Uh, Ohio State, they would need to get back to their old form. Uh, and they have, the, they have the possibility, the potential. The Big Ten, I can, I can see, man, I love Michigan State, but I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if they have enough horses to to get to Saturday or Sunday. They have a similar problem to Kentucky with their their point guard play and their um inside presence. they I mean, Rocky Watts feasted on uh Mike Smith and 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 Michigan Wolverines with Eli Brooks out of the game. Um but he has been very volatile player indeed and not all all that consistent and reliable. Well, You've heard it, ladies and gentlemen, from the uh, from us, but our breakdown of the Big Ten, SEC. Uh, 
the madness is about to begin. Let the madness begin. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm 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 ready. Uh, any last words before we uh, say good night? I have nothing more to say. Okay. Good night. Thank you for listening, and uh, come back again. There you go.